I think at the end of the day, what people don't realize is that there's so much labor that goes and hours and hours and hours that it takes to throw an event. And so you're really paying for that. Mm -hmm. And you can't do it yourself. Like one person can't do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think people say, oh, well, you you put wedding on the price tag and it goes up. And it's like, "Uh." (laughs) I would debate that. Welcome to Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry. What is a persister? A persister is a little play on words of nevertheless she persisted, but also a woman who has truly broken through that glass ceiling and has really forged a path and a name for herself in whatever business she's in. Persister with Candace Lowry is a Castbox original produced alongside Studio 71. Castbox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Persister with Candace Lowry wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a shot because I think it's the best. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry, and today I'm very excited because I have Carly Ray with me. Who is the owner of Carly Way Weddings? Carly Way Weddings. <laughs> the owner of Carly Ray Weddings and Primary Petals, which I am fascinated to know more about. Um, and I think today will all be about wedding planning, the do's and don'ts. I'm not engaged, but I'm fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Fa- oh my god! I'm like having a stroke. <laughs> I'm like fascinated with. <laughs> weddings and planning and it's just i feel like more and more it's just a thing now like a very everybody dreams of their wedding and how many instagram likes they can get (laughs) Mm -hmm. so welcome you are originally from the pacific northwest i'm about to move there so i might need some offline help as well um so let's talk about just how you got started with everything perfect (laughs) well i started eight years ago um, I was 22, and I started a Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> now I have to do this. Um, but I helped a friend in Oregon, actually. And she's like, yeah, you're my creative friend. You should totally like help me with my wedding. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks before her wedding, she goes, here's everything. And it was like, nothing was done. Two weeks? Yeah, as far as decor, everything else was done. So I was decoring for literally two weeks straight. And at the end of it, I sort of realized it's helping somebody like relieve stress Mm -hmm. in service was just moving to me. And then it was like, I think I could do this. (laughs) And then kind of in hindsight, looking back in my own life, realizing I was always planning my own parties and being Mm. creative in that way and the hospitality was always something in the forefront and business was always something I was like instead of Barbies it was store you know Mm. like Mm -hmm. we're gonna cut a ribbon you know for my store in my bedroom (laughs) like (laughs) so that was awesome and like it I think it all kind of came together yeah and then I took an apprenticeship and just like interned in LA for six months and then made a Facebook page and just started, just jumped. And then, you know. Yeah. So what brought you to LA? So I went to school at Vanguard in Mm -hmm. Costa Mesa and I studied journalism. Okay. And (laughs) 
how'd that go? <laughs> like, it was cool. Like <laughs> communication journalism is all you know transferable anywhere. Right. So yeah, I mean, it was. I think it just sort of helped me with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, learning how to communicate and like grow and all of that. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. was this kind of a thing where like after you graduated, you were like, I like planning. <laughs> I like. Weddings and yeah. parties? Well, okay, so my dad's an entrepreneur, my sister's an entrepreneur, mm. and so it was never, like, this weird, you know, off-limits mm-hmm. thing, you know? Like, it was just kind of ingrained into my life, like, let's start this, you name it, and, like, see mm-hmm. where it goes. So, take like, being able to jump off cliffs was just something that was sort of, I just watched, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I have this idea, and let's, like, see it to fruition, um, so yeah. So when you get started in an industry like this, is it, I mean, I feel like it would be pretty competitive. Yeah, I think I, I well, what I found to be true was that, um, people always want like the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And so it turned out to be relatively seamless as far as getting jobs Mm. um in the industry it's not super regulated so you can be like i like planning and then (laughs) you build a site and people are like oh you'll hire you oh okay so i got i did a lot of styled shoots to start and so i had just like this portfolio of like non-wedding stuff and then maybe like my (laughs) friend's wedding and then you know it just sort of snowballed into actually more work but um I had been doing like part-time wedding stuff mm-hmm. for two years and then in 2012 incorporated and kind of made the jump to go, okay, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I was working a temp job at a medical records facility, oh <laughs> eating, like, I'm not kidding you, eating Taco Bell every day because I was making like $600 a month. Oh. And I just remember thinking, okay, it's August. By December 1st, I want to go full-time, which is, like, a really big thing to say. Yeah. And then I said it out loud, and then I backpedaled. <laughs> I was like, just kidding. This is going to take, like, six <laughs> years. And November 1st, the my boss brought me uh, – yeah, November 1st. She brought me in. She's like, I'm giving you four weeks. We don't need you anymore. And I was like, huh. So – you're the saying stars are aligning. Stars are okay. <laughs> and then I booked 12 weddings that week. What? Just like boom, boom, boom. So do, okay, I'm going to sound like a total idiot because I've never been through this. But <clears throat> do people, is it like The Bachelor where they interview a bunch of different wedding planners and then like choose who they want based off of that? Or like if some, how, how does this work? <laughs> like if you... <laughs> If you get engaged, what's yeah. the process? So if I was going to get married and I was like, I need a wedding planner. Do you people, do you do like a consultation and mm-hmm. then they are like, okay, let's go through with this? Yeah. Or- yeah. So most people will request a consultation because what I tell in consultations, if you don't feel in your gut that you can trust mm-hmm. the person you're talking to, it's going to be just not a good process for you. Right. Um. And so there's that that people look at, you know, of like, do I get good vibes with that person? Can I connect with that person? Um, and then budget's a big one. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes, you know, that's a factor in, in not booking a job or booking a job. Um, I think I can kind of suss out because I'll get 
you know, I've been in consultations where it's like, tell me the most stressful thing that you've ever had, like a, like a job interview. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I'm a professional, so yeah, take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I so, do this every day. So <laughs> I would say that that's probably the person that's doing the rounds. Mm. But now, eight years into it, I've found that, you know, people kind of refer me based yeah. off, you know, venues or based off of you're, you worked with this person or I was a guest at that wedding and I saw it firsthand. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit of an easier sell mm -hmm. um, that way. But so when you so you booked 12 weddings, book 12 weddings <clears throat> as someone who's starting out, were you just like, what do I do? <laughs> like, how how do you balance all of that and line everything up? Do you have to be like an extremely organized person or did you even have like moments where you were very filled with self-doubt of like, whoa, this is real? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Because <laughs> tw 12 weddings turned into 48 that oh. year. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys heard the audible gasp from the producer over here. <laughs> so you did 48 weddings in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So 52 there's 52 weeks in a year. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, 52 <laughs> weeks in a year, you have 48. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, that's great probably revenue-wise, but how do you do yeah. that? I mean, that year we took on like anything, you know, it was like our friends getting married and mm -hmm. cool, we'll like do it for $400. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't like Crazy. swimming in cash, yeah. you know. <laughs> But um, we had, I had a business partner at the time and then we had kind of interns and different people. So there was people supporting mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I don't, I don't remember being super self-doubty, but it was more like, well, this is happening. And like, I was ready. I was like excited for it. Mm -hmm. And I think, but I think a lot of women would probably panic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like sweating thinking about that right now. Um, and, and to be clear, it wasn't like, you know, all full scale. It was right. like, you know, month ofs and different things and, and all that. So so when you get started like this and you start kind of picking up steam, it sounds like you kind of have to, since you didn't go to business school, like kind mm -hmm. of learn business as you go. Yeah. And did you find that to be challenging or mm -hmm. kind of it was nice to kind of be learn everything firsthand yeah <laughs> so I was lucky enough to have a business partner that was just doing a lot of that okay so it was like the books and the numbers and mm -hmm. okay Carly spend that money here we can't we can afford it right um since I've since broken off from that partnership it's been a huge learning curve yeah you're like oh there's sales tax and there's workers comp yeah and there's all of these things and you're like brain bending and you're just like what <laughs> but I think it is teachable mm -hmm. and a lot of people in our industry in the wedding events industry are all a lot of creatives mm -hmm. so nobody gets like how to do it mm -hmm. and so they just kind of usually I mean I'm casting a wide net but usually don't just do it yeah <laughs> and so um for me it was important that it was like the integrity of the business was intact in that way. And so I kind of would spend evenings with my bookkeeper and mm. I have, a, you know, a lawyer. So I'd ask questions and I was just like, I want to know so I can like do this right. Mm -hmm. So that was trial and error for like, I would say two years and I'm still learning. But Yeah. I mean, which kind of sounds fun, though. You're like your own boss. 
It's so fun. <laughs> I want to be my. Well, I guess I'm kind of my. You own are boss. your own boss. <laughs> I guess right now I'm kind I'm of on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, but um, were there times like I know as someone in YouTube and in media, I'll look at other videos and be like, man, like I wish I did that, or like mm-hmm. that's so smart. Do you go? to weddings or see other planners and you're like damn like that was such a good idea like I wish I did that yeah totally you know um yeah there's (laughs) moments where there's been multiple ideas I've had or ventures I want to take and then I have it and I've been talking with you know the inner circle of my group (laughs) I'm like what do you think of this and everyone's like this is good to go whatever and then I start to move forward in it and then someone pops up on Pinterest and you're like Dang it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it happens for sure. Yeah. Um. So. So as of right now, are you, like, booked out for the year and done? Or, like. Well, I mean, like, for this year, mm-hmm. we still have four okay. left. And then we jump right into January. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's spread out. I mean, once you get into kind of a groove of it. Mm-hmm. You you can go, okay, this this person can go on the back burner, you know, for yeah. this amount of time. And then we kind of – you have your your ways of doing it. Like Wednesdays are production days for that following mm. week's wedding. And, you know, it's all kind of organized that way. But, yeah, it's sort of like you kind of just go through the stack. Yeah. But it does get – especially in California, our busy year – or busy season is like – um, October, November, mm. and so or September, September through November, wow. is really busy, and so we call them wetageddons if we have like more than four <laughs> events in a weekend, oh. where you're just like, <sighs> and you have to go to all of them, right, and be like running Not around. Not always. Okay. So with primary petals, I can send a team out. Okay. For that, and you know, and then I have people that'll do coordinators who will do you know a coordinating job, and I'll do the bigger job, and. Oh my god. <laughs> but the client all knows that yeah. up front, so it's not, like, overwhelming for them to be like, where's Carly? So for, I guess, people listening that want to get into this, we have a lot of, like, younger women listening. What mm-hmm. would you say is kind of the hardest thing about this job? Well, I think it's the first thing that's really hard for women mm-hmm. is just doing it and just mm-hmm. having the confidence. Um, I just say jump off. Just try. <laughs> Attempt. <laughs> yeah, attempt it. Please, we need you. Um, I think the other thing, yeah, it's just a lot of self-doubt. I think a lot of women struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you see more male wedding planners? No. Women? Okay, I was about to say, I was like. I but don't... just in this industry, I would say, you know, I'm I'm also referring to wedding planners and photographers mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone that you know, makes an event. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's that. um and I think the business side is just hard on yeah. people. It's like we want to they want to create and they want to make beautiful things, but you know it comes with post event. You have, you know, you have to balance your books and you have to build a client, the overages and there's all kinds of stuff that can just be you don't even think about or blogging or mm-hmm. Yeah, so like do you have to have a so- social media team or do you do everything? I've just gotten one now. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking at everything. I'm like, man, this is a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Well, my mom was down visiting because my parents are in Washington. Uh-huh. And um, my mom just was like, you're way in over your head. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get people. And so now it's, you know, kind of help. 
Like I'm getting more towards realizing that that's a thing. I would say to answer the question five minutes ago that you asked (laughs) (laughs) about what's hard is delegating. Yeah, I was about to say, is it hard sometimes where you've worked so hard on a business like this and then you're like trusting someone to take on a role for you? Yeah, I well, I think that's just a natural. I've when I've talked to creatives, that's the number one thing, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're a creative and you're producing something amazing, people want that, and then all of a sudden you're a business and you're like, ha, ah, mm-hmm. you know, I have to scale this or I have to keep it really mm-hmm. boutique. So I hear a lot of women just going, I don't know how to delegate and I can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. It's the communication that I, you know, yeah. it all full circle. Now it's communicating. <laughs> like being in communication, I can go, okay, these are the things that matter. And I would rather grow my business mm-hmm. and delegate than mm-hmm. hoard it personally. Yeah. And that's just how I want to grow. Um, I've never wanted to be like, it's just me and doing yeah. this by myself. And to some people, that's just their vision and that's Mm -hmm. great it's not anything bad but you know yeah I found the hardest part about being a manager even is giving people work to do because I'm just so sometimes I'm so sensitive about it and I'm like I really hope they do a good job I know (laughs) I know take it but um have you ever had moments where it's like the wedding's about to happen, I guess, the next day, and there's like last minute changes and last minute things that yeah. need to be done. Yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I would say, I mean, that's happened, but I would say that it actually happens about a week and a half before. Okay. Where things are kind of, we're still shifting sands a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that week, so it wouldn't be, so if it was Saturday, it would have been last week. Like, that's how mm-hmm. it, and it's like, finalizing and then you know the caterer sees the timeline and it's like way off from what they have in their notes or and then you're like having to make sure everybody else knows the changes and the bride's okay and you're waiting to hear back and all these things but then usually the week of the wedding is pretty cool we have a wedding on saturday and we i just emailed her and i said anything and she goes we're good but we had dealt with that you know we kind of dealt with everything two weeks before yeah so but yeah i mean we've we've seen a lot of things you know you held that yeah, I've been indirectly yelled at. I've been indirectly. It's never been like, you suck. or you yeah. know. But it's like the stress, you get the brunt of it. Yeah, and then it, it kind of makes your whole day be like, okay. It sounds like getting ready for a giant play. Just yeah. like making sure every Get team, information. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and like the rehearsal and everything's ready. Everybody has their yeah. notes. Um, but yeah, I want to get more into the actual process and where you want to go and where you see things going um yeah. maybe help me plan my dream wedding <laughs> yeah um, happy to do it but yeah we're gonna take a brief break and then we'll be right back let me take a second to talk about care of so care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door So I actually really enjoyed this experience because you get to take a quiz all about yourself and talk about yourself and they give you something that's really customized to you. So mine was more so on keeping me energetic, but also getting me those vitamins and minerals I don't necessarily get in my daily diet. So the quiz basically asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. And it only takes about five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you actually need. 
So your vitamins get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, perfect for a busy, on-the-go lifestyle. You can track all your progress with the Care Of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. Your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time. And vegan and vegetarian options are available to match your dietary needs, so you have no excuse. Care Of's delicious nutrient-packed quick stick powders can be added to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost wherever you need it. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter PERSISTER. So that's TakeCareOf.com slash PERSISTER, P-E-R-S-I-S-T-E-R. So I am so excited to get my Stitch Fix box in the mail. I've been tracking it and it gets here tomorrow. (laughs) So I really looked at a new way to approach styling and with Stitch Fix, you take a quiz, you talk about what you wear more of um, and really how adventurous you want to get. And I think that this was a great opportunity to just try new things, especially when I'm moving to a new place, just have something to start over. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. All you do is go to stitchfix.com slash persister and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, pay only for what you love, and then return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no subscription required, and you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash persister and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash persister to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash persister. P-E-R-S-I-S-T-E-R. So it's no surprise that we think most clearly when eating nourishing, healthy, and balanced meals. But doing that every day can feel like a real chore. And I know exactly how that feels. But Sunbasket offers 18 quick, healthy recipes every week, including paleo, gluten-free, vegan, and calorie-conscious options, all delivered to your door with organic produce and clean ingredients. So you don't have to worry about the details, and eating right is never a chore again. And believe me, I really need this. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Now you get more options than ever, so just go to Sunbasket, open the app, and pick from 18 weekly recipes. Easily cook dishes like Buddha bowls with braised tofu, soba noodles, and cashew lime dressing. I have tried their paleo options, and they are so good and keep me full. So they're paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. Everything is pre-measured and delivered right to your door. You can get a healthy and delicious meal on the table in as little as 15 minutes. There's something for everyone, so you can be your kind of healthy. 
Go to sunbasket.com slash persister today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash persister for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash persister. P-E-R-S-I-S-T-E-R. All right, welcome back to Persister. I have Carly Ray with me, and I'm going to put her in the hot seat with some questions. It's really hot. I'm going to need to stand up. <laughs> you can pass if you need. Um, so, let me see. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. What is, would you say, is the average, a good healthy budget for a, like, 150-person wedding? What city are we talking? In L.A. 150-person, <laughs> probably, I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like healthy would be like sixty to eighty thousand. Oh my god! It's so <laughs> it's so fluid though. It's so fluid because uh. if you're if you can omit certain large budget yeah portions of that, like getting married in your backyard. There's yeah, so like, like what's the biggest money suck out of a budget? The venue. Well, the venue can be fluid because if you say you we did okay, so we did a wedding on a, on a beach, mm-hmm. and we had to bring in all the generators, build mm-hmm. the kitchen, all the bathrooms, the lighting, the tent, the floor. So really, in you know when you shake all of that out, that's like ten grand right there. Yeah. So really, are you saving money? Not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say catering's probably a big one mm. if you're going to do like a seated dinner, plated. You know, they're cooking on site. There's a lot of that stuff. Can be like really pricey. Great idea. <laughs> Not a bad out, idea. I've seen in and out trucks at people's too. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. it almost might be cheaper to have an in and out truck than a seated dinner. A hundred percent. Okay, so I've learned I'm gonna have a in and out truck or Chipotle. Perfect. <laughs> and then I've also heard from my friends that the bar, an open bar is like so expensive. It is expensive. Compared yeah. to just like beer or wine. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're adding on liquor, bottles of it, you know? So for sure, for sure. And then it'll just depend on what vendor too. Mm. If, you know, if the vendor's doing a craft cocktail situation, mm. price goes up. If you're doing just beer bottles and two buck chuck, price goes down. I mean, it's just, it it's it's a sliding scale. But I think at the end of the day, what people don't realize is that there's so much labor that goes and yeah. hours and hours and hours that it takes to throw an event. And so you're really paying for that. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it yourself. Like one person can't do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think people say, oh, well, you at, you put wedding on the price tag and it goes up. And it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I would debate that. I would I, debate that. It does seem like it takes so – I mean, even when I went to – a wedding that was like my friend owned a camp a summer camp like mm-hmm. there were people even just like having to tie ribbons on like every tiny little totally. thing and i'm just like oh my god yeah six forever you know sweet like we did a wedding in joshua tree a couple weeks ago and who's mm. gonna sweep the dance floor yeah i am you gotta pay me to do that <laughs> me you know? in a dust cloud <laughs> but if you don't have somebody doing that then your dance floor you know, it, yeah. it's all that stuff. Who's going to take the trash out? You know, all of that stuff mm-hmm. just adds. Oh, my God. What yeah. is your favorite wedding venue that you've worked with? Well, gosh, I've worked at a lot of different venues. Mm-hmm. But we have um, a really awesome group of venues mm-hmm. that 
um, is in LA. Um, for basically, they're like super locked in and professional, and we work with them a ton. And they're the uh, Marvamon production mm. company. I seriously love them. So there's a group <clears throat> of venues that you can use. Yeah, yeah. They're they have five venues, and we just sort of frequent them a lot. And it's just they're very locked in. The clients are really chill. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good day every time. Mm-hmm. So. I I would say in the early years it was I want to get every single venue and I want to work mm-hmm. everywhere and now it's oh I just really want to work here like every weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I know what to expect and I I yeah is it like a monopoly system where like <laughs> if I came to you and I was like I have a million dollars I want to get married <clears throat> at the Getty Villa mm-hmm. are you can any wedding planner work at that venue or is it like well that venue only works with certain people that will just depend on the contract of the venue okay so there's there may be i don't know specifically that venue but what i always tell sometimes i'll lose out on brides Mm -hmm. because i haven't worked at their venue before Mm. and there's this idea that that's the precursor to hiring me when really it's the opposite it's about communication it's about the you know wherewithal to know what to ask Mm -hmm. to get the information to actually throw an event there so um we've done events in like canada and i went there one time and we met everybody saw the space knew what to ask and then we come in and it's like it's a flawless event Mm -hmm. because we're all on the same page we and so that I just say that that you know that whole idea can just go out the window. I yeah. think that if you have someone that's professional and knows what they're doing, you can, and and ultimately the venue has to be helpful too. Mm-hmm. They're not if they're not giving you information, then you're screwed. But right. you know it all kind of has to work together, and that's um, you know I think where a good planner can come in and go. These are the things we can do here and mm-hmm. not do and pull off an event yeah anything (laughs) yeah um so if someone comes to you like what do you would you say when looking for a wedding planner is the most important things to ask Hmm. you know because like i feel like i don't i wouldn't even know where to begin yeah i think i think if you get a good vibe from that person Mm. I, i go off of that you know it's like are we able to connect as people, people. first? <laughs> um, I think some of the stuff I get asked, I don't know is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think um, when I get when I have a consultation, and people go, "Okay, how did you get started? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your story?" I think you could probably suss out a person mm-hmm. based off of that. But like, I'll get people ask me like. How do you handle stress? What was the time in your life where you're stressed? I'm like, I mean, I'll tell you. It does sound like a job interview. <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I will argue that it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be a partnership. And if it's not, and it's this bride is hiring me, and I'm just, well, you know, yeah. little, little me making it happen. You know, I want to sit down to have dinner, and I want to see your house, and I want to know how I can advocate for you Mm -hmm. and you know if you're not open to that then it's you know tricky to know how to plan your wedding yeah like when you meet someone can you tell if they're gonna be like a bridezilla and you're like I don't want to talk totally (laughs) 
<laughs> totally. Can you fire them or they can only fire you? <laughs> like, can you be like, this isn't working out? <laughs> it, it, it has happened in the industry for sure. You know, it like in eight years, you know, you run in, you run into things, things, <laughs> but like, I mean, at the end of the day, you can kind of look back and go, oh yeah, that was the red flag mm-hmm. noted. And so when that red flag happens in the initial consultation, you can go, this isn't going to work. You know, I don't run into that too much. Yeah. Thank God. You know, I'd hate to be run into it so much. But what happens, I think sometimes is you get the client's cool and then the the family dynamics, mm. you know, somebody has their hat in the ring after the booking mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, now I have to navigate that. But you know, talking with your client, having that open communication of how do you want me to navigate this with such and such person in your family? Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you have the final say or does mom? Yeah. And if mom pulls me aside, what do you, how do you want me to advocate for you? Mm-hmm. And I think clients really appreciate that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, cause I was wondering if you have these moments where, I mean, I think especially, as women too, a lot of us have a hard time being confrontational. Yeah. And telling people or being afraid that we'll let people down. So yeah. few and far between when you've had those situations where you just don't think it's gonna work out, do you just be as honest as possible or is there a way that you prefer to let them know that you guys aren't the right fit for each other? Mm-hmm. I haven't run into it too much where it's a personality Mm. conflict i think that sort of susses itself out yeah. as you know they, they they understand that maybe it's not a good fit um but what i've had to do is when it comes to budget where it's mm. like i know you want to work with me but your budget has to increase by double mm. can you do oh, that I can and you I, do that? and i hate that i hate being that person because yeah. i don't want someone to feel like what they have isn't enough right because you can make anything work, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you can you can make it happen um, with creativity and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But what I'll do in consultations is just sort of break it down and go, well, if I take this much, <laughs> it's like a math equation, like mm-hmm. spelling it out. Okay, if I take this much from this budget, then you have this much left, and you're telling me that your value is this farm-to-table, beautiful dinner for 200 people. <laughs> But, you know, the venue that you want requires us to kitchen build and that kitchen build is X amount of dollars. Mm. And all of a sudden there's your budget Mm. or you're over your budget. And so ultimately I'll just say, hey, I want to work with you. If there can increase here, cool. But, you know, I won't set you up for failure to Mm -hmm. earn a dollar. Mm -hmm. So. Which I think is very honorable, though. I try. Because sometimes I. I mean, even in, in, in sales in general, because both my parents are in sales, it's like, I don't want to come off as this person that just wants to sell you something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that I get nervous now when I go to different places that people are just trying to upsell me or trying to get a yeah. dollar out of me. So it's refreshing to have someone be like, look, I'm not trying to, <laughs> yeah. to nickel and dime you here. It's just it literally won't work. Well, it's the reality of it. Yeah. And I also look at it as. It's going to stress you out later when I'm coming to you in your first meeting going, you need to double your budget because it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And, you know, or you're mad at me because I didn't tell you. So it's yeah. my job to be a straight shooter with you as a client or yeah. a pre-client. So this is a 
question that I've always wondered, but you don't have to answer it. But can you tell by meeting the couple if they're going to last or not? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> I've, always been so, I've always wondered that if, you, if there are these red flags where you're like, I don't like because you see so many different dynamics. Mm -hmm. I always wonder if like wedding planners or even like I did wedding videography and my friend and I could kind of tell like mm -hmm. which couple really like had this amazing chemistry and which ones didn't because we're basically looking at their faces all day. Yeah. So I was wondering if you can tell. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, um I think I think I might be able to. Okay, have you seen the wedding planner J Lo where they're like, I she has honestly love you as the ago. song. It's gonna be like three months or something. She can like <laughs> yeah. tell by their first dance song. Um, I I mean, I can tell. I think I'm with you. Like you can kind of tell if there's this spark mm -hmm. in chemistry. Um, very rarely do I run into you know, a groom that's like super disrespectful. That's happened, mm. and I'm like, okay. Ugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, how do you um, handle that? Well, I mean, I've deferred to just letting, not saying, it's not my job. Yeah. Yeah. So I've deferred to that. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know because I've only had a couple clients that I know of not, you know, make it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I'm in the, uh, the phase with clients that are all having kids. Mm. So I get to kind of be like, oh my gosh, you're ready. Wow, so, so I haven't run into it yet. And I don't know if that's because I'm just early. In the process. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, like okay. 20 years down the line, you're like, oh, I'm, I helped them get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people always joke. They're like, when you plan my second wedding, I'm like, okay, maybe. Oh. <laughs> like, maybe that's a reflect. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should be a wedding planner specializing in second weddings. Oh my gosh, can you even imagine? <laughs> I think that probably exists. Probably. Uh, um, wait, there was another question. Oh, so in terms of people that, you know, have a little bit of a smaller budget, is there something you would say is always the most important thing to invest in. Like, mm -hmm. maybe you can't get X, but always, like, never go cheap on Yes, y. I have two. One is a coordinator, 100%. Someone that can, like, make your vision happen. So if you can't, if you were planning it yourself and then you pass it off to someone day of and they're setting your guest book table and your seating chart and all that stuff, world of difference because mm -hmm. you have someone while you're getting your hair and makeup done that isn't a family member asking you questions that knows and has all the resources to like execute the event so that's huge so is that the lady that's like running around with the earpiece like yelling at people yeah also known as myself okay i need that <laughs> like <laughs> hands down the second thing that i won't even touch a wedding if it's not there is a wait staff mm. so people that are setting the tables and busting the tables the whole night serving mm. the meal I, I literally will not do a wedding if it's if it's like, because I have been at a four hundred person wedding oh. where I am bussing it. You're the only person there. Like, yeah. Doing, oh my. And that was gosh. early years, and now it's just like that's a just a hundred percent. So if you have those two things, you have people that are like cleaning up the yeah. event. People don't think about that. You don't think that you have to clean the event after you do. Oh my god. So oh. Who's gonna do that? Those people. Yeah, it's like the tiny details that you never even think about. Yeah, think about it as like a dinner party. Like, have you ever thrown a like a baby shower at your house, yeah, a bridal it's shower? Insane. 
where you're like up at five and you're making scrambled eggs or whatever. <laughs> you're cleaning until four. Yeah. Times yeah. that by a thousand. And then and then everybody's like, I don't need any of that. It's like, yes, you do. Yeah. And you're the one that's getting married. Yeah. You don't want to be stressed out. You're kind of like paying to be relaxed. <laughs> it's you know worth every mean? penny. It's worth every penny. <laughs> so, um, well, I had two more questions. Maybe we have time. Okay. One quick question is, mm-hmm. is there a wedding trend that you say is kind of like overdone? Hmm. Or can you say that? Yeah. Or, or a wedding trend that you love that's underrated? I love a black tie wedding. I do too. They're I love so a, fancy and nice. They're so fancy. I, you know, in LA it's harder because everyone's more chill, you know, the mm-hmm. beachside kind of thing. But yeah, I love a good black tie wedding. Classic. Would and, a black tie wedding be more expensive necessarily than like a beach wedding or not really? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. It's just going to depend on where and, you know, there's so many factors. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like the Ritz and everyone's, right. but I mean like, just stylistically, everyone's, you know, keep it classy, timeless. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have said that eight years ago. It was like, let's do confetti. <laughs> and now it's like, let's Hello. keep it timeless, <laughs> timeless you know. Um, so, yeah, I think I at this point, I my style is um, classy, timeless with a bit of fun in it mm-hmm. as opposed to crazy and then sort of timeless. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. Um, and then my final question would be, how do wedding planners choose their wedding planner when they're getting married? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, or are wedding planners to the point where they're like, I don't even care. Just, like, get me to a courthouse. <laughs> I think a lot of people do the courthouse <laughs> yeah. route. Um, but, yeah, I think now um, it's less for me. It's less about the Instagram famed, mm-hmm. you know, wedding planner. And it's like I've met people that could just kick ass mm-hmm. and they're just on it with the emails and they can just take and run and and do it and be a girl boss about it mm-hmm. those are the people that i would pick mm. yeah so speaking of girl boss where do you i mean i feel like your business has grown exponentially in a relatively short amount of time so mm-hmm. where do you see yourself going um mm-hmm. and expanding or working on yeah well, it's kind of twofold. Um, I have just started dabbling in like the production commercial, like television and film, which was so fun. Like so, I had the best time. Yeah. So you like to, for designing and stuff? Yeah. Like I had a great time with that. Um, I I think right now we're kind of expanding into the New York, Canada market for like weddings and doing shoots out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been very specific because I've had clients in New York that are like we need your style out here Mm -hmm. and so then it's like okay let's try it so there's been kind of trial and error um but I think with primary petals too I'm working on some stuff that's going to launch here soon so I think I'm on you know the next phase is just going to be determined on how those things (laughs) work work (laughs) um but yeah I think expanding Globally, I guess. Can mm-hmm. I say globally if it's Canada? Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, expanding glo- around the globe. Oh, around Canada. the globe, sort of. <laughs> North America still. Um, and and just taking, like, cool opportunities as they come with, like, film and TV and different things. And, yeah. And, yeah. I'm sure there's overlap that you see. 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think there is for sure. So where can people find you? Oh my gosh, I'm on Instagram like every day. <laughs> my screen time says that I'm on Instagram like eight hours a day. Oh my God. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> like build your business, Carly, instead of being sitting on your phone. So um, you're at, what, what is, so is it's it? at Carly Ray Weddings and then okay. Primary Petals is at Primary Petals. Okay. And yeah, we're online and. And if somebody is getting married that hears this podcast, how can they contact you? Um, my website. <laughs> yep. CarlyRayWeddings.com. Perfect. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Get it right away in the inbox. I want to. Help. I want you to help me get married. Let's do it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for answering all my childish questions and being here. Um, and I feel like I've been inspired to take a more chill approach to business after talking to Good. you. It seems like you're just able to kind of take everything in stride. It's nothing's worth crying over, you know? Yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean at the end of the day like Sloan's daddy yeah you know yeah take it little by little cool well thank you for having me oh thank you I, I, is this your first podcast it's my first podcast yeah see she dreamed it and she's doing it do it guys <laughs> I'm telling you say it out loud write it down it will happen jump off a cliff <laughs> it, Safely. Wherever you shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.